Welcome back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your host, Lucky, and we are back for the third episode. I'm a little late, a day late. I know I mentioned I was going to be posting every Tuesday, but today's Wednesday, but it's up. I got a little carried away with a few things and got distracted and sidetracked, and I wasn't able to record. But we are here. We are back with another episode of The Life of Lucky. This is your faith time listening. Stay tuned. Stay. Stay. Just to stay. Don't. Don't. Don't go. Not yet. What is this place? So The Life of Lucky is just thoughts and stories. That's it. You know, just thoughts. My thoughts. Me, Lucky, on certain topics. And just stories from my childhood. Yes, or just life in general. And last episode, we talked about, you know, me coming to America with my mom, my sister, you know, what my parents did, what they worked in. And fast forward to uh, Lucky, you know, me now. So let's start, let's go back to talking about myself because shallow, is that the meaning of shallow? I don't know. I had somebody call me shallow like in ninth or 10th grade. They were like, you're so shallow. And I had no idea what that meant. So... I know a shallow deep end pool. I mean, it's not deep, right? I don't know. Pretty sure that's what it means. Is that is that what it means when a person is shallow, or they're deep? They're just worried about the the um, exterior, not the interior of a person of another person. Probably. I mean, it was that was the context it was told. So that's probably what it means. Anyways, um, let's pick it back up where we left off of. You know, we were talking about. M- Mama and Papa Lucky, what that what it is that they, you know, did for jobs growing up. So let's uh change the focus here and let's talk about what Lucky did growing up for jobs. So I remember I always had a I uh, I've always had a really good work ethic. And I think that was part of the reason I was driven to want to work at such a young age. And yeah, you know, I started doing like um shoveling snow and I mean, I know this does not count as a job, but it was a way of making money. Um, but I did start shoveling snow, raking leaves, you know, mowing lawns around the neighborhood because the neighborhood I grew up in was a lot of uh, old white people. And, you know, we were one of the few browns. I mean, now it's it's, it's mostly brown. Uh, but and, and by brown, I mean Latino, not not Native American or Indian or, or tanned white people. OK, I mean, brown as Latino, Hispanic, whatever the fuck doesn't offend you um wow lucky you're so no no i'm not okay because it's it's like if you want to call me latino hispanic or whatever i'm sorry latinx that's 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 uh we're not gonna talk about that anyways so that's how i made money um before i got an official job well before i got my official job with taxes and all that shit um i worked uh uh for this guy from my church at a detailing company he started his own detailing company and we and he just took some kids from church i mean well that sounds a little dirty but he took um just some guys from church you know like i think it was like myself and another buddy and we would go with him to do detailing on cars and he actually for the most part was fairly successful in doing it um I, I know we we would drive out to different places uh, just for one car. He'd have a client, you know, but we'd do everything from the interior to buffing and waxing the exterior. So it was very, uh, very profitable for him. And, you know, I made some, some monies as well, and, you know, for a 11, 12 year old, 
even 13 or 14 year old kid, 20 bucks is uh was a good chunk of cash at that age. I mean, now 20 bucks is like either half half of groceries or, you know, half of uh or yeah, like a little bit over half of a tank of gas. Well, if you have a rather economic car, I I my mine is okay. It could be better um just for its size, but it's an all-wheel drive car. So it's a little bit more of a gas guzzler um, for a, a small to mid-sized vehicle. But um, due to that, I'm up here in upstate New York. I don't mind just because the winters can be a little intense sometimes and some of the roads can get really, really bad. And knock on hood, um, it hasn't uh, failed on me yet. That's a uh, good old Subaru Impreza 2011. That's what your boy's rocking. And not not the WRX or STI, unfortunately. Um, just a regular base model sedan. Nothing fancy. I have upgrade the, upgraded the um, the the stereo or the radio and the speakers on the inside. So, yeah. So, moving on. So, after that, I managed to get a gig or a job, and this is the first official job with, like I said, taxes and everything on uh, growing up, and I was like 15 at the time when I got it, I was in 10th grade, and I was working at a gas station, I was only working like Friday nights, Saturday and Sunday, but I mean, it, I was and I was making maybe 150 bucks every two weeks, I mean, which is not bad either for, a, you know, like I said, a, what, an 16, 15, 16 year old. And I was only working weekends too. So I wasn't um, doing anything crazy. And, but I, I worked her with, um, this really mean, uh, she just hated her life. Like it was, it was just, yeah, it's, it's just those type of people that, you know, you see at the gas station, you know, they hate their lives. She was one of them, but I did at the time, I'd say that was one of my best friends, not the lady, this other guy, his name, oh, I can't, well, don't say, well, yeah, why not? name was um richard and uh he was like in his 60s i want to say 60s or 70s pretty sure he was in his 60s and he was working there at the gas station not because he wanted to it was more because of it poor planning in terms of not saving not setting himself up for retirement and then losing his job and everything so i mean it was an unfortunate situation for from him uh, for him and his wife to be in because both um both of them worked there and both of them worked in a similar or I think for the same company before they all got laid off, which is the paper. It was like, it was a, I don't know if it was a newspaper company or if it was just a paper manufacturing company, either one. But he became one of my best buds, you know. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, fond memories. And, you know, what? so a lot. Well, thanks for asking. Um, <clears throat> I did a little bit of everything. I did. Uh, Oh, what's it called? I was a clerk. So, you know, just checking people out when they bought gas or, or, or little snacks or whatever. I was a cook, you know, we, uh, for a little bit, we had a kitchen in the back. So I would, you know, whip up sandwiches or fry up some fries. Um, you know, obviously I did that. I'd clean around, restock the shelves, restock the walk-in, the walk-in for those I don't know. It's just what you call the fridge where it has all the drinks that you walk in. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, this, that was pretty much it. It was nothing crazy. Super chill. And, uh, yeah. I did have, I do remember, there was a few times. We were like, what the go? Uh, we had this guy show up a few times. And he was just like, 
at the time, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, wow, he seems like a very outgoing, upbeat guy. Little did I know he was on drugs because uh, we found a we found a syringe, one of his syringes in the bathroom after he left. Like he was like very, very fidgety. And he was like, yeah, can I go to your bathroom? And I was, yeah, sure, you know, it's out there. And he went to the bathroom, he came back, and he we chit-chatted for a little bit. And he was like, yeah, you know, oh, it's so cool, man, blah, 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 blah. I think he was, I know he was European, I don't know from where. Um, And he uh, he left, and then we just found out he had, or he left his syringe in, his, in our bathroom. And that was a little alarming. So that was pretty scary. Um. But fortunately, we never had any, too, like, we didn't have too many scares in terms of, like, someone trying to, like, come and break in or, or, or rob us or anything. I know um, there have been instances, but, but by from the time I was there, nothing ever happened. Another thing I did see a lot, which is very uh, sad, was uh, people playing the lottery. Like, you know, Powerball or, or, like, if you play the Powerball, it's like, what, two bucks? And then, you know, it's whatever, you know, just for funsies. Or when you buy like a dollar or two dollar scratch offs. But I had people there, it would be a Friday and they'd come in, play their numbers or play the games like like Kino or Racetrack. Kino, I don't really know how to explain. I think it's I think it's like bingo. Hmm. I never played. And then Racetrack, it was just like vert it's pretty much like horse races, but you and but it was virtual horses and you bet on a virtual horse and if you with that horse won then you um you obviously won money. But I would see people there just spend an insane amount of money on these games. And I got, eventually I came to the conclusion that these people believe that every dog has his day, you know? And they were, I think they were just waiting for that. They were waiting to get lucky, to hit, yeah, that's me, to um, to hit, you know? And sometimes they would walk in with zero dog. Other times they'd have good wins. But I mean, I think for the most part, it's it's... It was a win. It was a losing game, you know, because the system is rigged. It really is. If you think about it, let's, let's say, for example, right, if the um, like the Powerball right now, let's say the power at the time Powerball two dollars to buy in, and you had the odds of you know, let's say, of, I mean, the odds of winning are slim to none. You have a better chance of being struck by lightning or probably catching the coronavirus at this point than you do of hitting the lottery. You know, so moral of the story is don't play. But um, my time at this gas station came to an end. Um, oh, before it came to an end, I was actually I decided to work at Chipotle, and that was very very short lived. I worked there for like two or three weeks, and then I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. I quit, and I didn't even call. I just called the manager. I was like, hey man, I um yeah I quit. I'm I'm this is not for me. And at the time, I um. Like, I wanted to go to culinary school. Like, there was, like, there's, like, two culinary schools I was looking to go into. Like, one, I think both of them are actually in New England. Um, I know one for sure is in Vermont. I don't know where the other one is at. I don't remember. Uh, but I, uh, so I decided to, you know what, I'll go, because I had a friend who worked at Chipotle. And he was like, yeah, man, I can get you in. And he got me in. I, I started working, but I wanted to work in the kitchen. You know, I wanted to work in the back you know, help, you know, with the, with the meal prep, um, you know, like slicing up the tomatoes, the, um, what's it called? The, the peppers, the onions, um, seasoning the meat, all that stuff. I want to do all that. And they, uh, and I told him that in the interview and they're like, Oh, okay, that's great. Blah, blah, blah. And that didn't happen. They put me on the fucking line and I hated it. 
mean, I hated it. And because it, it one, we would, we would get the same customers over and over again. So you'd think, oh, it's easy. No, it's not. Because, like, especially when you get the rush, like the lunch rush or, 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 um, or we were actually like at the, this Chipotle was off of, just off of a highway that, that two or three exits over is the, um, is a football stadium. So, I mean, it's down in Maryland, just to give you an idea. So, um, it was on the way to the Redskins stadium. So, I mean, there, there's a good handful of Chipotle's out there. So you if you can figure that one out, but, um, I didn't, um, I hated working on the line just for that reason. And then, and then that made me realize also, well, gas station, but there it's just made me realize how fucking rude people really are. I mean, they're just fucking assholes. And for that reason, well, there's also another, um, for, for the next thing I'm about to say, but any type of person in the service industry, I always try to, uh, you know, tip the best I can. I'll, like if it's a, at a restaurant, I always do 20%. Barber, I hook my barber up, yo. Like, like I, I pay $25 for a haircut and I think I give it, I always give her about 10 bucks tip just cause there's literally no one that can do what she can do. I, in my opinion, especially up here where, I, where I'm at, like, um, I've had countless bad haircuts, um, just because of how people cut hair here in the, within the surroundings of a military base, you know, they try to give everybody the same haircut, but it's like, no, that's not what I want. And not everybody has the same hair either. So fortunately I found a barber that knows what she's doing. Anyways. Um, so yeah, I ended up quitting Chipotle just cause it's, it was just, no, I just couldn't, honestly, the, the people, I, I'm not a people person either. It's, um, I, like, what solidified this was working at Best Buy, and we'll get into that before. Uh, so I ended up quitting, and went, you know, while I was still working at the, at the, um, what's it called, at the gas station. So I went back to the gas station, or picked up a few more hours at the gas station, and then I started working at, uh, what's it called, at this... Junkyard, the summer of 2013, spring or spring into summer of 2013. And I, I worked there from that time up until August, I want to say August, September, because it was um, I graduated high school, went to work there, worked there for the summer. And uh, then in August, we started college and I quit that job. And I also ended, I also ended up quitting the gas station job as well. Um, so what happened here? Um, the the gig at the at the junkyard actually wasn't bad. It was a really pretty good gig. I wasn't making much money. I mean, like I was making I think maybe eight fifty an hour. Um, yeah, I think it was eight, about eight fifty an hour. I want to say, and at the gas station like seven fifty, and at Chipotle I think it was about eight bucks. The thing with Chipotle was it's like you could make good money if you put the hours. Um, but, but the gas station was actually a full-time job. It was actually the first time I've had a full-time, I've ever had, I ever had a full-time job, what, eight to four, eight, nine to five or whatever it was. And it was, um, like I said, it wasn't bad. It was pretty, pretty fun. I worked out in the sun a lot too, just, you know, obviously being a, a, uh, a junkyard. Um, but we'd see some super nice cars come in, man, totaled, and it broke my heart sometimes seeing them. And it was fun though. Like we had a little golf cart. Just I would just drive around this little golf cart looking for parts that people needed, or I'd try to um, like learn how learn learn a little bit about like tearing apart the vehicles that we you know taking certain parts out, all this stuff. Uh, but the weird thing, the weird thing here, right? 
the weird thing was uh, working at this place. I don't know if it was the heat or what it was, but that's when I recall, like, I started seeing shadows. Like, yeah, I, I just got goosebumps too. Yeah, I, I started seeing shadows there. Um, it was, uh, like, it, it, yeah, no, like, I remember the first time it happened, I was, you know, like, I was, like, leaning down or slightly bent over looking for something um, in this, like, little shed that we had. And from the corner of my eye, I just saw a black figure. And I turned around thinking it was a customer or someone. No one there. No one at all. Now, let's fast forward, I think, maybe a few days or a few weeks later. Um, same thing happened. But this time, I see the, the black figure in the distance, and, he, and it turns into, it turns around a corner. And this is where I found the meaning of the curi- curiosity killed the cat. Because you know exactly what I did when um, I saw the back, that black figure turn around the corner? I followed it. I went straight around the corner to see what it was. And guess what happened? Nothing was there. But that kind of gave me a click of like, mm, okay, that makes sense. That's why people in movies go out and try to like, you know, oh, what was that sound? Let me go and see. Because in reality, curiosity fuels it. And, it, you know, curiosity killed the cat. So I, I, after some time, I didn't see a black figure anymore. But when I was in, uh, when I went to North or South Carolina for my basic training, I would see these figures again. And that was in, that was like maybe a year or two later after the fact. But yeah, I mean, that was a little scary. I mean, I haven't seen anything since then. So maybe it's not following me anymore. So yeah, but let's go back to the summer of 2013. So from there, I was jobless. I, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't find jobs anywhere. You know, I, I, so I decided to, uh, I applied, applied, applied different places and I applied at Best Buy. I had a, had a, my first interview with them failed, tanked it. Um, and then my second interview with Best Buy went really well, uh, to the point where, you know, I was actually hired and I was hired right around time, uh, right before I want to say Black Friday, right before, maybe like a week or two before Black Friday kicked off. And I was hired as a sales associate in the home theater department. That's where I found out I don't like people. I don't like dealing with them. It's just a fucking headache. So I I think I did that. Like I stayed with Best Buy up until I joined the army, which was from 2014 to, no, 2013, actually, to the very end of 2015. So two years. Um, so I, I, I bounced around within Best Buy. I had three different positions. Um, well, technically two. Uh, and so let's see here. We went from, so we worked in home theater and, and that stuff, it's just like one, it's just, Hey, um, you just help people find certain things or try to fit them with their, with, with the best possible solution. So if, you know, they're coming in, you know, they're looking for a TV, they're like, oh, okay, what, uh, what do you, you know, what room is it going to go? So you, like you would follow a set of questions that would help you give them the best product for their needs. And just a FYI, we Best Buy employees, they don't work in commission, okay? Yes, they have certain numbers that they have to hit, but they there's no commission whatsoever. So it, it's... Genuinely, they're trying to give you the best product for for or the best best bang for your buck, depending on you know your needs. So, for example, like where the TV, what room the TV is going to go in, um, what you're what you'll be doing with the TV, 
exactly. Like in terms of like, you know, like there's a difference between uh, if you are just going to be watching movies or if you're going to be playing video games or watching just regular TV or sports. So that's where a lot of things such as frame rate, um, uh, pixelation come into play. LED, OLED at that time, plasma, but plasma TVs were on the way out. Um, and but now it's just like mainly LED TVs. And there was like, I think LCD for a little bit, but you don't see those as well either. Um, and, but yeah, and then, you know, you'd also try to, you know, with the TV, you'd try to sell some, you know, like a HDMI cable, DVD player, movie, or just some sort of accessory just to make money and revenue for the store. But like I said, I just, just hated dealing with people and, and not that it was bad, like don't get me wrong, it wasn't bad, like um, Chipotle bad, but it's just like me, like I, I, I try to think of myself as an introvert, right? So you put you put an introvert in that type of situation where they have to go out and socialize. Like no, like yes, the customers came to me, but I was also not like I wasn't like eager to go, you know, to the customer like, hi, welcome Best Buy. What um, what can I help you with today? You know, um, I wasn't that guy. I was like, hey, how's it going? How do you, uh, what do you need? You know, uh, like I had a few interactions that were pleasant with customers. Uh, but for the most part, no, you know, no, no, I, you know, I tip my hat off to anybody who works in sales and that's, you know, that's also another, like I said, another reason, anybody in retail or anybody in service industry, incredibly, not that I'm an asshole to anybody else, but I'm just like, I, I try to be polite and not give them a hard time just because I know the amount of bullshit that they have to deal with. And here's a little recommendation for you younger folk. Get in the, in the service industry or food industry or re- retail just for a little bit, just to see what it's like. Huh? Maybe uh, maybe you won't be such an ass next. So, you know, I survived my first Black Friday, made it through and everything. Then 2014 came around or no. Um, but from there, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't too happy with, with, with stuff and working on, on the sales floor. And I was like, you know what? Like, I think there was an opening to go work in the warehouse, just like in our back, you know, our back warehouse where we do restocking, inventory, um, and setting up displays. And I, I decided to go work there and I put in an application or, you know, like an internal application and I got hired and I, I honestly enjoyed it. Like one, I made a lot more money at doing it. Um, two, I, uh, I got to be alone for for a lot actually, because the way warehouse shifts work, it was usually during like our off season. Usually, it'd be just like one or two guys or three at the very. So there'd be like a a main guy who'd be the opener, like he'd receive all the shipments. Do he'd probably work up until probably lunchtime, and then the second guy would come in, or the third guy. You know, he'd either work a few hours and then leave, or just work a full eight hour shift. It all depended on how many hours we had and also how whatever the manager decided to do but like i said it was a good time like i i enjoyed it a lot and um it was just like in a way it felt like a man's job not and look both of my supervisors in in, in the warehouse were girls okay so i better get out of town with like oh you're being lucky no 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 i'm like it just it was just like heavy lifting pushing stuff like it was like I liked it just because, like I said, and destroying things because we have we got to destroy like cardboard boxes and other shit at the end of the um um of the at the end of the shift or the end of the day. But 
I have we let's look at the time here. We have to, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we'll pick this back up next episode with Life of Lucky. Hey, listen now. I listen, Linda's email me, okay? Vida de Lucky at gmail.com. V I D A D E Lucky with two Y's dot com, or just hit me up on Insta at Life of Lucky with two Y's at the end. Um, yeah, this has been the episode, and I'll catch you all next time. Oh, nope. And I'll catch you all next episode.